another thing that I would recommend for the geriatric patient is to get oral cancer screenings. It's so, it's so, it's so sad how many cases of oral cancer that we discovered in long-term care facilities. Anybody over the age of 45 um, is, is at risk for have at a higher risk for oral cancer, whether they have teeth or not. Everyone with the mouth needs oral cancer. Many of the oral cancer lesions are found on the tongue. So you can have a tongue without teeth. I'm so, so I, glad I, you I, underscored that because a lot of people figure, well, I don't have teeth. The denture is working fine, so I really don't need to go to the dentist. So I'm glad you're underscoring that because it's such an important point and it's so overlooked. Welcome to another episode of The Irreplaceable Dental Assistant. And do I have someone special for you today? She refers to herself as the geriatric tooth fairy. <laughs> She's none other than Ms. Sonia Dunbar. Sonia, how are you doing today? I'm simply amazing. <laughs> <laughs> With a name like that, no wonder. Can you tell us a little bit more about the Geriatric Tooth Fairy? Yes, thank you for asking and thank you for having me on your show. Well, I've been named, self-proclaimed, the Geriatric Tooth Fairy for about, I would say, 15 years now. It started when my grandmother was placed in a nursing home and I always told her that I wouldn't put her in a nursing home. And when her health got too much for me to handle at home with small children, against my will, I had to put her in a nursing home and I noticed they weren't taking care of her teeth there. So being a dental professional, I just felt it was my duty and she had upper dentures and lower teeth. So that's what started me on my journey of taking care of our, to, to who I consider our greatest generation, our seniors, taking care of their mouths because even when I was taking care of my grandmother's teeth, she probably wouldn't have let anyone else do her teeth but me, she was just rambunctious like that. But also I noticed the people in the other rooms weren't getting their teeth taken care of. Even the lady in the bed next to my grandmother, she leaned in and said, baby, can you do my teeth? They don't come out like your grandmother's. Oh. <laughs> yes, so I went in her drawer to look for her toothbrush and it wasn't there. I went to the bathroom and it wasn't one there. In the nursing home, I went to the, the nurse's station and they didn't have any toothbrushes in the building. So I went to the, of course, to the local store and I bought her a toothbrush and, I, and floss and I started doing her teeth every day when I did my grandmother's. And, and at that moment, as soon as I seen her teeth, she smiled. She smiled and she had never smiled. So I, I captured her smile. From that point on, every every day, because in those facilities there, everybody kind of talks. It's like high school gossip. So my grandmother was bragging that my granddaughter comes and does people teeth. And if you give me two cigarettes, my granddaughter will do your teeth. She, <laughs> so she was bartering me because I wouldn't buy her any cigarettes because I'm like, Grandma, you have diabetes, lost a leg, you have congestive heart failure. So she was telling people, if you give me two cigarettes, my granddaughter will do your teeth, whether they come in or whether uh, they come out or not. So <laughs> I went to see my grandma one day and it was a line outside her door. It looked oh like my a goodness. There were walkers and wheelchairs and people with canes and they were waiting for me. I went to go look for my grandmother. Now she's in the courtyard smoking her cigarette like a choo-choo a train. I said, grandmother, what's going on? She said, I told everyone 
if they give me two cigarettes that do it do their tea. And after oh my me, goodness. Yeah, she was she was the first entrepreneur in the family. Yeah. <laughs> after she expired and transitioned to her next journey, I knew then that she would have wanted me to continue to take care of the people teeth. And I started out doing it free. But then I learned how to make it a business. So I'm I'm a big believer in your passion can take purpose and lead you into your destiny in life. Absolutely. So that's my journey of the geriatric tooth fairy. <laughs> what a wonderful journey. It only takes a spark to get a fire going. That's it. And that's that it. spark was your grandmother. She Little did you know that <laughs> loving and caring for her would take you into your passion. Yes. Which which allowed you to also get some profits so that's a win-win right <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so you say you've been doing this geriatric tooth burying for <laughs> about 15 years how did you get into dentistry well you know um as even as a child i've always liked to see people smile and as a little girl when i didn't have any teeth in the front of my mouth i would stare at people and smile at them and i noticed some people didn't smile back because smiles are contagious and if someone stares at you long enough unless you just like the Grinch that stole everything you usually a smile back but it's kind of like a yarn if you see someone yawn and you'll yawn too but that's how, smiles, that's how smiles are but I at a young age I noticed people who didn't smile were not happy with their teeth and I wanted to always capture smiles like I told you I captured that lady smile in my grandmother's room mm -hmm. I like to I, I always felt a, a smile was something that you can give away and still keep for yourself and mm -hmm. it's absolutely free Love that. and it does your face good it does your face good like milk does your body good a smile does your face good absolutely <laughs> so that's what started me to wanting to go into dentistry and that's what started my journey. You know, I, I wanted to be a, a, my long term goal was to become a dentist, but I ended up going into the military and I had children. So my journey drifted down being a dental hygienist, which I don't regret because I was able, being a dental hygienist afforded me the time to, to raise my children, to work part time and not have so much of the responsibility of owning a practice and being an associate but yeah. make money so i was able to be present with my children and i still have the opportunity now where i own a mobile dental practice that's in um three states now wonderful so sonia i have a million dollar question for you who is a geriatric patient the geriatric patient is a person geriatric means just some an older person that has a lot of sicknesses so geriatric is someone that's older, mostly in a nursing home or bed bound at home. Um, and that's a, a typical, it's an older person that has sicknesses, no matter what that is. So that's geriatric. So that's what made me, because I was trying to think of a name because what made me become the geriatric tooth fairy was I'm able to go into the nursing homes and clean people's teeth. We do comprehensive dentistry. We do dentures, extractions, fillings, partials, everything. But I was only able to save the people that I can touch. So I wanted something bigger than that. So that's why I developed the geriatric tooth fairy, because she's a motivator, an educator, and a communicator. I go around the world. I've been out of the country educating people on a proper oral care for the geriatric patient, the dry mouth, the dementia patient, the patient with a small mouth, root care gum disease in the, in, the, in the geriatric population. There's so many oral cancer screening. So I've been able to travel around educating the importance of oral care, motivating 
dental assistants, dental hygienists, and dentists to provide care for the geriatric patient and communicating the importance of it. So the geriatric tooth fairy is an oral care educator. Okay. With many tooth fairies as well that make up the team. Is that so? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Now my team, they're, they're, they don't consider themselves tooth fairies, but I do um, train other dental assistants and hygienists to be geriatric tooth fairies, to be educators, to be speakers, to go into the long-term care facilities and even simple doing stuff simple as brushing and flossing the residents' teeth. Okay. I only asked you that because you spoke about um, restorative dentistry and I know that hygienists don't do restorative dentistry. So I just wondered if you had some dentists who were fairies as well, <laughs> but I, it's know, clear. You yeah, are well, we, yeah we, we don't know, no, but I have, I have other people that are geriatric tooth fairies around the country and dentists. I, I work with a team of dentists. We have a collaborative agreement and we work together in the long-term care facilities and we, we do some amazing things together. It, it takes a special dentist to work in long-term care facilities. I can imagine. So tell me something, how does the aging process affect teeth? Oh, wow. Just like it affects the whole body. Your teeth, you know, your mouth gets drier because of some of the medications you're on, which causes dry mouth xerostomia. When you don't have a lot of saliva in your mouth, you can tend to get caries, cavities. Um, people think that cavities are just for kids, but it's not. A lot of older people have cavities. Also, people have, as they age, they have dexterity problems. They're not able to brush their teeth or they don't remember to brush their teeth. So then it opens up the door to gum disease. And um, so then you have to have gum disease and then people have to get extractions or the teeth break out. I see a lot of people in the nursing homes when they have root caries, the teeth break off at the gum lines. Then you have root tips in your mouth. Yep. So we do a lot of silver diamine fluoride on the root tips. That's something that the assistants and the hygienists can do. We do a lot because who wants to take a root, several root tips out of a 90 year old person with heart problems? Exactly. So we do, most of the nursing home care is palliative care as far as um, preventative care, palliative preventative care. And the dentists come in and we do a lot of denture. A lot of people gain and lose weight in long-term care facilities. We do a lot of relines and adjustments. They lose dentures. We do a lot of dentures. We don't do root canals and bridges much because, you know, it's just not the place to do it. And those people, right. you know, you're mostly serving them in a wheelchair and a jerry chair in their bed. Okay. So how is geriatric dental care different from dental care provided to other patients? Yeah, the way, the way it's different from... The way geriatric dental care is different from dental care provided for other patients is most of the time it's serviced in a bed or in a wheelchair or in a jerry chair or in a nursing home. Most of the people receiving care are in long-term care facilities. Because if you think about it, most of the people that are geriatric, they're in a wheelchair. Most dental offices' chairs are bolted to the ground, so it's very difficult difficult to get a wheelchair or a jerry chair in the dental office. Mm -hmm. So most of this, if it's not just an older adult, but someone that's geriatric that has a, um, a, a, a collaborative of um, comorbidities, mm -hmm. so that's geriatric. So that type of care is done most of the time in a long-term care facility or the control setting outside of the dental office. So the long question, the answer to your question was, is most geriatric dental care is done in a nursing home, in their bed, in a wheelchair or something like that. Okay, awesome.
Are there any recommendations that you have for oral care for seniors? Yes, I recommend using anything with xylitol, where there's some sort of spray in it, anything with xylitol that they can that can help reduce um, caries that would be great um, xylitol to keep to make the mouth moisture to add that also recommend electric toothbrushes electric toothbrushes because the dexterity um, is difficult for them to get all the areas and um, reactive patient is to get oral cancer screening it's so it's so it's so sad how many cases of oral cancer that we discovered in long-term care facilities. Anybody over the age of 45 um, is, is at risk for or have at a higher risk for oral cancer, whether they have teeth or not. Many of the oral cancer lesions are found on the tongue. So you can have a tongue without teeth. I'm so, so I, glad I, you underscored that because a lot of people figure, well, I don't have teeth. The denture is working fine, so I really don't need to go to the dentist. So I'm glad you're underscoring that because it's such an important point and it's so overlooked. People yes. just figure, okay, dental care is for people who have teeth. If you don't have teeth and your dentures are fitting or you're functioning well without the dentures, quote unquote, because nobody functions well without dentures. If they're not feeling any pain, they feel it's all good. So, yeah, I wanted to just highlight that point. Absolutely. Highlight it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we think so much alike. So are there three things that a dental assistant should be aware of when caring for our senior citizen patients? Absolutely. First thing I would say is to be patient. Look on your schedule. If you know you have a senior citizen, don't put them in the middle of the day when you're really booked. Make them your last patient before lunch and you're not that hungry or the last patient of the day. But don't put them when you're in, like in a 45 minute block because they may walk slower they may talk slower, and they may need you to explain stuff to them slower. That's the number one. Have, carve out that time for that patient. Number two, get on their level. What I mean by that, never hover over a senior. Never, because that can be intimidating. If you're talking to them, sit in the chair next to them and look them in the eye. But standing over someone older than you can sometimes be intimidating and they can feel threatened because you never know. And then the third thing is always look them in the eye. Because many seniors are trustworthy people as far as taking your word for it. And if you're looking off and you don't seem like you're paying attention to them, just be present with them. When you're talking to them, look in the eye and don't use slang and don't call them by their first name unless they tell you to. Say Mr. or Mrs. Because you might get your feelings hurt. So those are my three things of advice that I could give. It might have been four. Such good advice. Slow down. Be patient because they are moving at a different pace than you're accustomed to. And we just have to adjust and adapt to the various types of patients that we see. Slow it down. And then don't look down on anybody. Get yourself on the same eye level as them so they don't feel as if you're speaking down to them or at them, but with them. Ooh, oh, such good yeah. advice. Such good advice. Um, 
I think in general, society is just so wound up and getting everything done like yesterday, that patience is often missing. But, you know, one day my daughter saw me attending to my aunt. She was 95 at the time. She's mom. I don't know how you do it. I said, girl, one day I'm going to be there, hopefully. And I would want somebody to be just as patient with me. Absolutely. And it resonated with her because I then saw a change in her, in her outlook towards um, caring for my aunt as well. You know, people who have um, gained double figures in the 80s and 90s, they've given a lifetime of contribution in one way or the other. The least we could do is slow down and give them some love, right? Thank you. So I always like to give a quote as I come to the end of my podcast, and I'm going to share this one with you. Kindness is giving hope to those who think they are all alone in this world. Isn't that something? That's really nice. I'm going to repeat it. Kindness is giving hope to those who think they are all alone in this world. It's amazing how many people who've contributed in one way or another end up in a lonely space. Thankfully, your grandmother had you, but there are many people in facilities that don't get visitors. You know, their family members feel that they've done their part by making sure that they're in a facility where they're cared for and that's it. Um, So it's so wonderful to know that there's a team of dental professionals who make it a point of duty to go in and show love. You know, just to rub a shoulder sometimes, to to do something where somebody feels cared for and they, they repay you with a brilliant smile even if it's punctuated with some spaces in between, it does a body good. It warms a heart to see that you can do something to someone who can say thank you, not just financially, but just with the expression on their face. So Miss Geriatric Tooth Fairy, this was such a wonderful experience. You know, um, I hope that Our discussion today inspires others who may have a heart for senior citizens to think about doing something similar. You said that you have um, trained quite a few geriatric tooth fairies throughout. If people wanted to contact you, how could they reach you? SoniaDunbar.com, S-O-N-Y-A-D-U-N-B-A-R.com. Okay. So Miss Geriatric Toothberry, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking this time to come and share these wonderful pearls with us. I have one request and it's that at some point in the future, you will return to share some more love. Absolutely. I would love to. Thank you so much.
that was time well spent with our geriatric tooth fairy, Miss Sonia Dunbar. You know, she reminded us that your passion can take purpose and lead you to your destiny in life. Oh my word. We have to remember that when it comes to our seniors, we have to be really patient. Slow it down. Adjust your appointment time so that there's enough time for them to move at their pace, to answer any questions, to ask any further questions, and still not feel rushed. And of course, xylitol, xylitol, and xylitol. Those products are great, especially for people who have dry mouth and because seniors may not have great manual dexterity, an electric toothbrush may go a long way in helping them to keep their oral cavity clean. And we have to remember that whether there's teeth in the oral cavity or not, we're all susceptible to disease and inflammation. So oral cancer screens are vital. It must be a part of the oral care for our geriatric patients. And finally, let's just be respectful. Our seniors have poured into us for many years. We need to show them respect. Mr. So-and-so or Mrs. So-and-so, unless they advise you otherwise. Listen, life is so much better when we live, learn, and grow together. Subscribe, share, like, don't keep this information to yourself. But pop on the next time because I'll be right there with another guest and more information to share.